This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. In three, two, one. Hey, Kenneth. How you doing, Chris? Fantastic. I'm doing good. Thank you, Snake. Thank you, Snake. This You're is great just guy. great. You're a great this guy. Episode two. Three. Oh, I thought the first one was two-parter. Yeah, but this is episode three. Because... <laughs> this is episode three of a million. Because our, our spare time outside of this is slim. <laughs> So we're shooting episode three right now, yeah. and then we're going to do episode two next. So we don't even need a separate clip for outtakes. We'll just keep getting takes. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Because I already, it's be 12, 12 already hours, that one. 12 hours in the last episode, I'm not fucking cutting shit with this. You get everything. You get everything. All right, okay. okay. So yes, episode three. three. <laughs> of a in hopefully one part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, man. Crazy. Well, it's that time of year. Yeah, it's the spooky season. That's right, ghosts and goblins. Yes. And Pennywise the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> Barely he's out there now, too. I guarantee you. Just eating children and box office money. We go to any Halloween, like, shag or whatever. Oh, yeah. We'll be swimming through a sea of Pennywise. Oh, I know. I went to Spirit of Halloween and the Pennywise shelf was cleaned out. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the Pennywise. There's like a, a red nose left over. I wonder how many are actually going to be like Tim Curry's Pennywise. Yeah. Because I have a feeling they're all just going to be like the Joker Pennywise. Yeah. Or people will be confused. It'll be like Tim Curry from like the fucking shoulders down. <laughs> with like the new Pennywise head. Like, you guys. You like on. Renaissance Ruffle? <laughs> or yeah, the Renaissance Ruffle. That big... threw me. I'm not even going to kid you. I saw that. I was like, I can't. I don't know. I don't know about this. But I mean, it's still. It works. I still have to watch that movie, actually. Yeah. You... Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. That really might be good. like my new favorite horror flick. James didn't really care for it. He said it felt like a Netflix movie. Interesting. But, you know, oh. whatever. Yeah. Warner Bros. doesn't care what James thinks. They got like $500 million in the bank. <laughs> yeah, they made bank on a horror flick that they thought for sure was just going to be like, we'll just do this to shut people up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. So, okay. So, yeah, if you haven't guessed yet, this is our horror Halloween. Not special because it's just an episode, but we're going to talk some scary movies today. Yeah, that's going to be the sole focus. Uh, we decided that we're going to pick our three favorite horror flicks, and then next year, do the same thing all over again. Yeah. Number four to six, the movies that didn't make that top three. That's right. <laughs> and then whatever happens in between, because there's always good horror flicks coming out. Yeah. You just have to watch them. Simple as that. Happy Death Day we're talking about. Happy Death Day I'm that looking forward to. really good. to see that one. I'm actually curious to see Jigsaw. Jigsaw, yeah, you know what? Like For me, after the second one, I could care less. So Yeah, it was the third for me. Like The first is a masterpiece. Yeah. Wow. And then the second was good. Yes, and, uh, then the, and then the third was. I didn't finish it. Like I was trying, and I was like, I just I can't do it. And then when you Wikipedia, yeah. you find out like, well, this guy was working with Jigsaw, and that chick was working with Jigsaw, but then they were working against each other, and yeah. blah, blah blah blah. Oh, this guy's back from the first movie. Yeah. Hey, remember that guy that we killed horribly? He's yeah. he's actually still alive, yeah. and he's working with. He's Jigsaw. the puppet master. You know. Oh, did you think Jigsaw died? He did, but then we brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> like. I just, like so anyways, Jigsaw is coming out, and of course that takes place after Saw 7, the final chapter, which wasn't so final. <laughs> it never is, though. It never is. It never Why is. would you call, don't put final in any horror title? Uh, they should learn that by now. That's right. And in fact, that's going to kind of come in with one of the movies you're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, well. 
someone wasn't so dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it, at least in that one, they they, uh, they explain it quite well. So. Yes. But uh, yeah, so yeah, horror so. flicks and all that stuff. The teeth are going to just scare the shit out of you. Or for me, it's always <laughs> been more the scares, not so much gore. You know? Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, I don't mind a gore movie, but I don't necessarily look at it like it's a horror flick. Like even like uh, Babadook, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's really scary. More suspenseful. Yeah. Whereas these no, ones, no. I, I, for me, are scary, but for different reasons, obviously. Yeah. If a movie can be scary without jump scares, that's a good horror movie to me. Event Horizon has jump scares in it. Yeah, some of them have some jump scares, obviously. Yeah. But most horror whatever. movies do. Oh, Event Horizon's on the list. Oh, spoiler! Ah, I was gonna say, and then I was like, no, I'm not gonna say that. If anyone's watching, Ben Ryan's is like their least favorite movie of all time. They just shut this episode off. It's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck. They're I'm like, this well, shit. I, we don't know when it's going to be, right? It, it's not my favorite, so I'm saving that one for last. <laughs> but it could be the second one. We don't know. So watch well, the whole episode. Please. Please. <clears throat> you might as well kick it off at Ben Ryan's, and that way they can just leave now if they want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could, but I mean, like, that was like New Nightmare. Oh, it's the first on the list. Are you going to New Nightmare? It okay. was the first on the list. You want to go first? You want me to yeah, go first? No, you want me to go first? Yeah. This is actually kind of... 12 hours <laughs> editing. You might as well go first. <laughs> it's the least I could do for just showing up. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what's interesting about our, our three each is that your three are movies I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. So, chances are after you talk about how great they are, I'm going to want to watch them again. Well, and, the, and when you did your list... Uh, Aside from Trick or Treat, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'll check those out again. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, I, I did like the two of the list. Obviously, mm-hmm. I haven't seen one of them. But, uh, well, which one are you starting off with? Oh, I might as well start off with Trick or Treat. Okay. So right. you, you just ruined that for everyone. Did I? Well, you said I'm going to talk about Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. I meant, like, Trick or Treating, like, with a costume on. For oh. So I ruined it. Okay. Well, now that I ruined it. I talk about trick or treat. Our treat. They just see my face. They're just like, oh, you ruined it. Hey, guy. Two now. Ben Horizon and trick or treat. I'm not even going to watch this episode. Give it a few more minutes. Ruin the other four, and we'll be done. I think we were too, like, serious in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to be, like, reporters. Because <laughs> I'm having way more fun with this one. Yeah. Anyway, so, so trick our treat. Trick our treat. Um, it has a huge cast. Yeah. Uh, but Anna Paquin and Brian Cox are probably my two favorite of the cast in the film. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, first off, the film is um, an anthology type film. So it's like four, I believe four, small stories that all come together. They're all connected by this little character named Sam. Okay. Well, Sam's this little orange dude with like a potato sack on his head. Okay. Of course, there's something scarier underneath the potato sack. Yes, right? Yeah. Okay. Dick. <clears throat> that is pretty scary. Yeah. Like, admittedly, aside from my own, I think the rest of them are just He's a walking dick. Just scary <laughs> penises. I'm like, oh, I don't know why anyone would ever want that. That's probably the scariest Halloween costume. Just dress up as a penis. Because, I mean, penises are not attractive. I understand lesbians 100%. <laughs> why would you want a man? I, I look at my body every day, I'm like, fuck. Oh, no, no, that's where, that's where we differ. I'm like, this? Yeah, I can get behind this, but everyone else, every other dude, I'm like, nope. Nope. That'd be close. Nope. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it works for you. That's good. That's right. 
I'm all about the hourglass <clears throat> way sexier to me. Yeah, anyway, um, I got off topic. You did. You just, yes. But anyway, so, okay, so <laughs> the four uh, anthologies. So yes. I didn't realize those anthologies. That's kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Because I do like anthologies just in general. <clears throat> yeah, they're very, um, very, they're, and they're, they're all very different in a lot of ways. Yeah, okay. once you realize how they're connected, you're like, wow, that really makes sense. Okay. Yeah, all it's right, a so very I'm... special movie. Okay. Um, Michael Doherty wrote and directed it. He was a writer on the X-Men movies. Oh, that's why that Brian makes Singer. He okay. worked on a lot of the X-Men movies with Brian Singer. Okay. And then he went and wrote and directed his own little movie. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, and it had it had a lot of trouble at the beginning of getting released because it was supposed to go in theaters, but then didn't. It was supposed to, and then eventually just went directly to video. Okay. Which makes no sense because when you look at the cast, yeah, and you and you watch the movie, you're like, this should have been in the theater. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Like. I've they second guess themselves and then they're like, ah. So many horror movies I've seen, I'm like, why was this in the theater? This one should have been there. Okay. All right. And uh, it was, so we tell the story. There's, there's a few different ones. There's um, this small kid and his father uh, do jack lanterns and stuff. Okay. Uh, next door to them is this old man who has this history and stuff. And then we go back and. and was it a dark history? Some would say it was a dark history. Possibly sinister? Quite sinister. Alright, I mean, keep talking. Alright. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's been a while since I watched it, but every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, I love this movie so much. I love that movie. I, I like, absolutely love that movie. Like, there's a reason why I love this movie. Let's put it in. So, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. It's actually on my watch list for this Halloween. I just haven't got around to it yet. Are you, do you do that? Do you do the, the you list? Know what? I'm going to watch these in October. I don't normally do that, but I realize, like, even just thinking about it, because I jumped back and forth with a bunch of the movies, right? And mm -hmm. I was just like, I always forget how much I like horror flicks, yeah. right? Because uh, normally it's like like superheroes and sci-fi and comedies and stuff like that. Uh, and especially because, like, Michelle's not a big fan of horror flicks. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, you know, let's have a good night to Netflix and chill. Oh, don't watch, don't watch Pride of Chucky or whatever, right? Yeah. But uh, I really like horror movies. I've watched so many. I guess part of it's because superheroes and stuff, so you grew up with like vampires and werewolves and all yeah. that other stuff, right? Yeah. A lot of it's connected in a lot of similar ways. I mean, right. they're kind of like the stories of the villains. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. interesting. It's very interesting. You know, um, so I don't know. Like, I, I think at some point I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. I, I just, part of it's time, right? It's time. You know, and it's like, sure, there's uh, marathons and stuff like that, but yeah. like, for every three or four good Halloween movies, like, from that franchise, there's like ten that are garbage. Yeah. Right? Oh. Oh. I, for I me, know. it's always been, like, there's I... There's seven. There's seven garbage ones. I didn't realize. Halloween one and two. One and two, to me, they go together. Yeah. And I love them. And I then, uh, so was good. it Halloween four and five yeah and six where they deal with the kid like the girl yeah like the younger girl oh yeah okay so yeah daniel harris yes she's yes. in those two yeah so she's so that's four and five of them, right yeah okay so those for <laughs> me like for me those are the ones where i'm like okay all right like i mean they're just really good without saying like well you know the sequels carry on so yeah. it's not really halloween it's like whatever fuck 
<clears throat> I like H2O. I like H2O. Yeah, I remember. I like H2O because it, 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 well, I mean, it has that modern teenage feel like the Scream movies and everything. It has that more. And I think that's why I didn't like it because while I like Scream, yeah. I didn't like I Know What You Did Last Summer and I didn't like any of the that's other That's right. Ones. You didn't like any of those. Urban Legend and whatever else came I've out. I've never watched time. Urban Legends. No. But that's one of those ones where I heard was better than I thought it would be. It is. It's so. decent. It's decent. Um, Oh, we got sidetracked, though, I think. Uh, That's how it works, though. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> Trick or Treat, great anthology. Yeah. You need to watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it, Like especially like even just before we were rolling, because I, I Wikipedia, because I was like, I don't know what this is, and it said anthology, I looked at the cast, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah I better, I better. Yeah, it's good. It's fun <laughs> when you look at the cast, you're like, wow. Almost all these people were in the X-Men movies. Well, yeah. You <laughs> must like, have been, like, chatting it up with yeah, them during yeah. the set, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, Why I mean, not? like, let's face it, like, Anna Paquin, uh, she was well-written throughout that whole series. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cox, his character, even though it was a tweak on the Stryker character, mm -hmm. uh, really good, actually. I really liked him. I yeah, didn't really... he's a great actor. Like, he's like, just so good. And, like, he's one of those guys where I would see him in movies, and I'd always just, like, I, I, you know, and I would just keep on. I wouldn't pay attention to him. It was X-Men 2 where I was, like, Fuck, this guy is good. That's right. And after that, I paid attention to everything he was in after. That's right. And so, it, yeah, you even went back and went, oh, Brian Cox is in this. Yeah, I, I, and I did the same thing. So I, I perked up in the X-Men 2, and then immediately after that, it was uh, the Born Supremacy. Right, you right, know? yes. <clears throat> yep. You know, and then, uh, and then of course, you rewatch Born Identity, and you're like, oh, fuck, he was in that too. And, mm -hmm. You know, and then Born Ultimatum, it was just, well, not, not so much Born Ultimatum, obviously. But still, so then every time I see him after that, I'm just like, okay. Like, it almost like you perk up in the movie. It yeah. could be like a terrible movie. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Brian now Cox I'm intrigued. Is, he's and there'll, in there'll be a lot of times okay. where I'll watch a shitty movie, and then I'll go, this movie is garbage. However, somewhat saved by this performance. This exactly. performance yeah. should not have been in this movie. Yeah. Because it was just too good for I that. I don't know how they got lucky. It was lucky. too good for that. You know, like, it's almost like no one told that actor at that point in time that this is a fucking garbage movie. Yeah. You could just show up drunk, no one's going to care, and they were just like, yeah, go home, and everyone <laughs> around them yeah. are just so bad. And he's just like getting in there like, this is the greatest role I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Then he's done and going, oh my God, that was a garbage movie. Why did my agent say I was good for this? You know, and you no, I got hope, a paycheck. I got a paycheck. only hope that that's the kind of role where other people see him and go, Worst fucking movie ever. Yeah. He was great in it. Or she was awesome in it. She yeah. was the best thing I, about it. Bring her in. Mm -hmm. You know? So. And I'm finding that a lot because like, <laughs> I, I do the 31 movies for Halloween. I make that list. Yeah. Usually because of scheduling and everything, there's days I can't, four days, five days in a row, I can't watch a movie. Right. So when I get that day where I'm doing nothing, I'll watch three in a row and catch back up again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I've been watching a lot of movies this, this year yeah. where I'm like, oh, that performance. Yeah. And it, that's happening a lot, especially in the smaller independent movies. Because they don't have a big budget. No, of they course not. They don't have a big budget. And sometimes they just, they stumble across. Like, um, when I when I wrote the movie that we shot. Right. Which, hopefully one day people can watch. I've got, like... <clears throat> it's shows. slowly coming along. I've even got my balls crossed to get this thing out. It's called Quiver. It's about mutated ticks. I'll throw the link up here so you can watch the trailer. Yeah, the trailer looks sweet. Like, I gotta be honest um, with you, I can't wait to see this movie, even though I wasn't in it. You're busy, man, selling I, TVs. <laughs> no, that was during, uh, that was during college. 
Right. That was, you had your broadcasting thing and that's, on. And I, uh, I literally had like no time. Yeah. I barely attempted to turn it off. But you made it. Of course. Find out, man. That's like, why you're here today. Like, <laughs> that's why I get four arms to steal. <laughs> but no, we really lucked out with that. We had no budget. Couldn't pay anything. Yeah, I know. And we had a couple really fantastic actors on that film. We lucked out big time. So I hope you get to see Especially that. the scientist with the blood splatters. Oh, yes. We're not going to say anything because that person knows who that person is. <laughs> but uh, that is... It's so awesome. good. It has that 80s feel to it. And I, I, <laughs> I really hope people can see that. But at least, you know, I want people to see the performances. Because right. the guys we got on that movie, guys and girls, um, they're fantastic. Yeah. And I, I want those performances to be seen. Anyways, that's Trick or Treat. That's actually um, my second favorite horror movie. Oh, okay. okay. I figured I'll end it off with my first favorite. I'm going to end it off with my first favorite as well. So, <laughs> Trick or Treat, go watch it. It's so good. And if you have seen it, comment below. Let us know what you thought. Right. So, um, okay, so my, I, I guess, third favorite. I'll third do it. favorite? I'm okay. going to go like 3, 2, 1. Okay. Okay, so my third favorite. Probably the way I should have done it, but whatever. Uh, my third favorite, um, and it was literally just going through the catalog in my head, and I was like, I hadn't seen it in forever, but I remember the first time I saw it, was, I was like, whoa, because it was genuinely scary, um, and it was around the time with Scream, because it was like 95, <clears throat> so Wes Craven's New Nightmare, so that's the one. So this was the uh, reboot, or yeah, I guess it was a reboot. It was a continuation of the story, but I think it was meant to be like a reboot to kickstart the series because they came off Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Which you're right, it wasn't the final. Never the final. Freddy's Dead, and Freddy's Dead is interesting because it's a like it's like a just a slapstick gory movie, mm. you know. And I remember watching that and was surprised because when I was a kid, I like I was I think it was four or five. Begged my mom to let me watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and she said <clears throat> it's really, really scary. And I said I'll be okay, and I was so scared that I actually <laughs> fell asleep because I had my eyes closed. <laughs> I fell asleep. I had nightmares for like weeks. So I remember hey, it's gonna get you in your dreams, right? You're probably afraid to sleep, right? Like I remember <laughs> being so scared from New Night or from uh, Freddy mm-hmm. that when I watched Freddy's Dead, I was like. This is hilarious. <laughs> you know, like, this, there's nothing really scary about this at all. Like, this is just funny. I mean, I, and I watch, like, all the movies. I've seen every single one of them. Yep. Even the remake, okay? Um, and I find, like, aside from the first one, New Nightmare is probably, like, that would be my second favorite yep. of the whole series. The first one didn't make the list, <clears throat> mainly because I really liked that they did it in the real world. So, like, this is the... They actually, like... The actress who played the first girl in the first movie mm-hmm. is her, like, real name. So they use her real name, and they use Robert Anglin, and they and Wes Craven's in it, and it's very, like, meta, because Wes Craven's talking about how <clears throat> Freddy has been released since Freddy's dead, like, so he's in the real world, and... Um, so there's that aspect. There's the aspect of a revamp look for Freddy. So now it's not just the glove with the claws. Now it's all part of his hand. And they do like a little crazy bone structure to it. They uh, like 
ugly up his face a bit more. His face is quite hideous in the movie. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's it's still recognizable, but it's it's still like it's just like it's different. He looks scarier. He looks like he's gonna fucking cut your nuts off. Yeah. You know, he's not gonna be making jokes about it either. Which like when you watch them all and you see them build up to that, when you get to Private Dad, you're like, okay, well, they were gonna get to that point anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, except for the second one, because that's. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's a really bad, like, Freddy movie. Yeah. I think it'd be one of those movies where if it wasn't in the Nightmare on Elm Street series, it'd probably be really good, because, I mean, it's dealing with, like, homosexuality and stuff like that, which is really, like, in the late 80s, you would almost never do something like that. No. You know? Well, I'm actually surprised when I, when I watch a lot of movies, I'm like, wow, this could have been the earliest film I saw that talked about this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, so, like, even just, like, having the kid, uh, uh, so the, the main actress, I can't remember what her name was, uh, I had her written down at home. <laughs> um, I also told myself I wasn't going to try not to use my phone as blatantly <laughs> during these things, because, like, even Michelle's like, oh, you're, you're looking at your phone? And then she's like, did you seriously just Google that? <laughs> when it was Stan Lee's last name. <laughs> I, was right. like, I was like, yeah, I uh, literally just did. You watched me do it. <laughs> anyway, um, so she's got a kid, and the kid is autistic. And I was saying this to you like uh, before we started filming that I think like the kid has been autistic in New Nightmare. He was autistic in Mercury Rising with Alec Baldwin and uh, Bruce Willis. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I was actually going to Wikipedia and see if he really was autistic because he played it so many times except for when Gabriel had his phone. <laughs> but who would notice? Who would notice that? That's right. But like, so of course he's really good, um, and he sees Freddy, and he starts being the kid, like the guy that doesn't want to sleep now because Freddy's in his dreams, and his mom's freaking out because she's like, "Well, how do you know? Because I've never shown him the movies. He doesn't know anything about this, right?" And like, it just ramps up, and it's. It is gory, but it's not, like, so gory that it almost takes you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it's Wes Craven, and it's his baby. Yeah. It was his, like... No, he did the first one. He did the first he one. He didn't direct the sequels, though. He didn't do the second one. I think he came back for the third because he was so So mad. he did do some in-between. Okay. I think because he was so, like, pissed that they did a sequel without him. And and, it, and that's what it was. Like, it, like I said, like, not a bad movie. It's just, yeah. it doesn't fit. Whereas when you get into Dream Warriors, that, that fits. And then uh, when you delve into Freddy's backstory in the fourth one, and it gets a little bit more into, the, I think that was the one where he had the kid. Uh, yeah. The Dream Child. Yes, that's right. right. Because then the fifth one. No, I'm missing one. I'm actually confusing. Warriors. So Dream Warriors, I believe, is three. It's three. Child. I think Dream Child is four. But I could be wrong. Oh, that phone is tempting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. Like now, I'm just like, oh wow. Uh, but anyway, regardless, yeah, um, yeah. It was just one of those like I like even with like the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. where they like really made it look like he was burned, like his nose was melted and stuff. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that looked really cool, and I also liked the actor, um, Jackie, Jack Earl. Or yeah, that's yeah. it. Jack that Lee, it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and I thought he was like a really good fit for that. Yeah. But what they did with a new nightmare was like 
but they ramped it up without getting cartoony. So, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, okay, all right. Like, it was still Robert England, but it was him. Um, but, like, now he had, like, gross gashes and stuff like that. And it, this was all ingrained. It was all part of him. It wasn't a separate piece. It was just really, really cool stuff. And, like, like legitimately scary, where you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I haven't watched that since probably Percy Williams' debut. Yeah. Years. Like, well, and I mean, admittedly, like, I... I it was in chunks, so I didn't yeah. watch it all in one stretch. But, like, I mean, just the fact that it's the, the actress from the first movie. It's Very Wes cool. Craven, it's Robert Englund. Mm-hmm. They're all, like, in the real world. Yep. Um, oh, there was another thing, too. Um, there was earthquakes, because it's in L.A., right? Right, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, there's, like, a crack happening throughout the movie. And it's symbolizing the crack in her sanity. Because, ah. of course, now she's going, like, oh, fuck, this was a movie I was a star in. Is this happening in real life? Happening like twenty years later, did Freddie kill my husband? Is he trying to kill my kid? Like all these people dying because of him? Is he real? You know, yeah. it's just. And I thought that was really cool. That's really neat. So there's a couple of layers to it. Where you're just like, and it's not like, um, it's not like say like like Fight Club where you, some people have to watch it a couple of times. Yeah. Or like Twelve Monkeys where sometimes you have to watch that movie a couple of times where you're like, uh, you know, like. It's not that heady, but it's mm-hmm. enough where you're just like, okay, all right. Like, I guarantee you, I didn't pick up on a lot of the stuff when I first watched it. This is 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? A while ago, I was yeah. too busy going like, holy shit, ah, pretty scary again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> but, um, I'm not laughing at all. Yeah, on? there's nothing funny about this at all, and I think I'm just going to go and uh, hopefully sleep tonight. But, um, you know, when you rewatch it, because I'm one of those guys that, like, and I, I know you are too, where I will revisit movies, you yep. know, and the, my favorite movie, I revisit constantly. Oh, I'm the same way. You know? And Especially it, this being my wife, who's just like, uh, again? Yeah. I still remember this movie. I actually, I got Michelle to watch this movie. My, my top favorite. I got her to watch it all the way through, and I commend her for it, because, you know, and we'll get to that shortly, but like... That's one of those movies where, like, if I'm flipping channels and it's 20 minutes towards the end, yep. I'm watching it. Nice. You know? Or if it's, like, like it could literally be the last scene just before the credits, and I'm going, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, looking it. to see if it's playing again so I can record it and watch it. Yeah. And, and after watching New Nightmare, I think that's going to be one of those ones that I'll revisit. Especially no, because... Yeah, I'm very curious to rewatch it now. Especially because, like, uh, the remake, they did a lot of really cool things, but I realized that like I didn't like that they actually flat out established that Freddy was a child molester. Mm-hmm. I almost prefer the ambiguity in the first one. I know why they did it because it's heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in, in, in the eighties, we're talking about killing kids. So then you add on the fact that they're killing him in their dreams, and this is horrible, and it's molest molestations as well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I feel like it's bad. it was good enough that he was just a child killer. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to add that in there. Like, you could have the undertones, but just saying it, it almost, it's, like, it's too much. Yeah. And, I mean, like, for me personally, that's one of those things where I don't even like to see movies and TV shows. I, no, that know? and rape. Those are the two where I'm just, like, you don't, Yeah. Uh, like, even in a movie like, uh, Brave one with Jodie Foster. Right. 
That was a horrifying scene. And that's central to the plot of the movie. I'm still just like, could, could you just tell us it happened? Yeah. Yeah, I wish, yeah. So that's your top, that's your third. That's my third favorite. That's my third New favorite. New Nightmare. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, 1995. Um, I I like this movie a lot. I probably will guarantee, I guarantee I'll be watching it again more and more from here on out. You're up, buddy. To you, kid. Little <laughs> Chris. Um, so this would be my third favorite now. Right, yeah. That's right. I will our treat was your second. Bam. Uh, the Descent. Now, this is a newer horror film. Yeah. And, um, I be, you know how I like to write movies on the side and everything. So when I, I have a, a screenplay going about um, spelunking, a cave diving type of thing. So when I see movies like that come up, I'm very curious to watch this. Right. right. I want to make sure I'm not doubling up on any ideas that are happening. Of course. So I saw this. Group of Women was the cast, which I thought was fantastic. Such a great yeah. idea. See, like, I literally felt the same way when I watched yeah, this. Yeah, like just because usually, you know, in these type of movies, you got that hero guy and the girl needs to save him, right? Yeah, and especially in a group, there's like the stereotypical character. So, like, you've got the jock guy, mm-hmm. you've got maybe the, the nerdy loner guy, but take off his glasses, he's gorgeous, <laughs> you know, and then you've got the slutty girl, yeah, then you got the smart, the smart girl, girl oh, yeah. who may or may not be a virgin, they'll probably say she is, usually a brunette, you know, and then it's black character. And then the black guy. I hate to say it like I, that. Yeah, but yeah, but it's that's awful. how it is. It's awful because right? usually when you see that, the yeah. minority character in a horror movie, you're like, oh, he's gonna, and don't get me wrong. He's going to die first, probably. What I thought was kind of interesting was that they still kind of did the, the character tropes within this group of women, but I agree. Like when I first watched it, I was like, there's not a guy in this movie at all. I know. Wow. Okay. Intriguing. Yep. Uh, Drake, Adrian, and my wife would go watch this at the theater. And wow. <laughs> Smart I had goosebumps that was so scary. Yeah. Like it is a horrifying, horrifying horror film. And I watched it because you watched it and you liked it so much. Yeah. Because I, uh, at the time, I had like movie channels. Mm-hmm. So when it came on, I was like, oh, okay. I'll check this out. Ken said it was awesome. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. And like I was talking earlier, um, jump scares in horror movies, they're always scary. They're jump scares. They're called jump scares for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? That's right. So, but this didn't really have too many jump scares. Like, the, the closest thing to it was the camera part. They're in night vision, going back and forth between the girls. They go to one girl, and, right. and this underground creature is standing behind her. Right. Now, holy shit, but it's not like it, it jumped up behind her, right? Yeah. Like, it's just standing there. And that just, like, wow. Yeah. And she didn't know because they're in the dark. I know. And we didn't know. No one knew. Like, and I thought, like, I remember when I first watched it, and, uh, I, I won't take up too much of your time. It's just because I watched the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, even without the uh, cave-dwelling monsters, I don't, did they even call them anything? I don't, I don't think they really did. No. Well, why wouldn't they, right? Because yeah. there was no mythology. It was just they were there. Just like Even before that, the lead-up to it was very scary and suspenseful because, like, in a real-world It was a real-world play. You're like, uh, oh, and then the one chick, like, accidentally almost killed the one broad mm-hmm. or did kill her, I can't remember. Almost. Like Almost killed her. That's I don't right. think anyone really. I don't. I don't think anyone dies until they put a monster. Right, but I mean, even just that there, and she was trying to be like, "Well, I think this is the right thing to do," type of thing. And I remember just being like, "That's fucking crazy." Because you've got like pickaxes, you've got, you're literally in a cave, 
Yeah. No way out. You guys all have to band together to get out of this thing. And then all of a sudden they add the monsters in and you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they were close. Oh, they're oh, horrifying. Oh. Just like just the, the ears and the, the blind looking eyes. Oh, which I thought was a great touch. Like I immediately, it, and it took me a couple of watches where I was like, okay, like the monsters really work. I thought the first couple of times I was kind of like, I, I wish they didn't do it. It almost seemed too easy. But then sometimes like uh, like a new beer, you know, you have it a couple of times, you're like, this is actually really good. Yeah. I liked that they were blind. Huge ears, yeah. But even like they're, the they're whole, like, they're all just kind of like gross grouped together, and they're real, like all over each other. Like it was just really like, yeah, gross, gross. And, and they don't hold back on the gore. No, like no. Um, the lead actress, <clears throat> I believe her name is Shauna McDonald. I think you're right. That that sounds right to me. She's a fantastic actress. Uh, she started in a werewolf movie I watched last year that was really good. Um, Howl, I think it's called Howl. Howl, it's about uh, it's a group of people going across, I believe it was England, on a train. Uh, the train dies in the middle of the night on the tracks in the middle of nowhere. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and, right. and um, <laughs> they're surrounded by a pack of werewolves. I've always been a sucker for werewolf movies, so yeah. I'm in. Very good film. <clears throat> Those ones are really hard to find good ones, though. Yeah. So, she's a great actress, but there's one part of the movie where she falls into like this pool of blood. Oh, yeah. And, and, and she's just, just like, and it's that moment you're just like, ugh. But it was also that moment where she just like she stood out of the blood, and you just you see that look on her face, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm about to see the birth of like a new Ripley or a new That's Sarah right. Connor, yeah, like, or like she's about to fuck shit up." She's I think enough of this. At that point, isn't she like she's it? She's the last one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I, so, I I I like that feeling too because I remember like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. You know. And and the ending of the theater had a different ending than the movie *Gone Movie*. Okay, so uh, um, so if spoilers. you haven't seen it yet, just we're gonna skip, do spoilers. Just skip um, ahead. Um, the ending that I saw was the fake out, where she climbs out and she survives. She gets in the truck. She gets in the truck, and you're literally like, you have enough time to go. Oh, and made then it. Cuts to her waking Boom. up in the pit, like she's still she in never there. got out. She never got out, and they're she's now crawling all over her, and right. they're just being, oh fuck. Right, and that's the ending you get on Blu-ray. I believe it's the unrated one, but I think it's the only one available on Blu-ray. Okay. I don't think the theater, uh, unless there's like maybe the special features. Maybe. But I remember watching it again on Blu-ray after watching it in the theater, and just oh, and then going, whoa, change the ending up. Because yeah. in the theater, she got out on the truck and she drove away. But yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as you said that the there was a different one in the theater, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, they didn't end it like right when she got the truck. That's, yeah, she got the truck, the drove away. And that's kind of, it's fun because there is a directed video sequel to the descent. Yeah, um, I, I that brings her back and everything. Brings her back and everything. But they go off the ending of the theater version. She wakes up in a hospital. Well, yeah, they would have to. You know, they would have to. Right. But that actually uh, ties into some of the things that I like in horror movies, where when they're set in the real world, mm -hmm. and then it's like, what happens afterwards? Mm -hmm. You know. Like, uh, so like in her case, so the theatrical ending, she lives, she's got to explain what the fuck happened, right? Yeah. Does she tell people that, uh, well, we got mauled by a bunch of uh, underground monsters? Bad people? Or, or do we, yeah. or does she just say, hey, like, I was the only one that got out, we got separated, like, make up some sort of a story so that she doesn't have to say, look, I know this is absolutely insane, mm -hmm. and I'm probably going to be locked up forever for this, but yep. this is what happened, and this is how I got out. 
And I always thought, like, that part is almost scarier. Because if you think about it, in the real world, the slightest thing that sounds weird, people are like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You talk to crazy Chris because yeah. he's crazy. You know? So, The Descent. Yeah. Amazing film. Um, go watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I hope you I know we, we If you haven't seen ending. it, you just heard the ending. I, I know we spoiled the ending, but even knowing the ending, it's still just one of those movies where it, everyone does a really good job of selling it. And I know, like I said, that at first I wasn't really big on the monsters. And I mean, if you are, great. If you're not, whatever. But mm-hmm. it was one of those movies where the like, third time I watched it, and that's the thing, I kept coming back for it because there was enough good things in it that I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to just, and then finally, like, it just clicked, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God, this is so good, you know? But, yeah, so. Don't be a meme. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and before I end it, though, um, Neil Marshall directed that, and I've gone to watch all his movies since then. Um, what else great director. He's done, his first movie was Dog Soldiers. Werewolf movie again. I wanted to check that out, actually, but I never got a chance to. Very good flick. He did um, Centrion with Michael Fassbender before Michael Fassbender was a big actor. Before he was like yep. Fassbender. Yeah. Uh, Doomsday, which was a Mad Max type style right. movie that took yeah. place in the UK. Very good movie. And, well, besides doing some episodes of Game of Thrones, he's the director of the Hellboy franchise. That's why the name's so So, the, the Descent, watch if you haven't. Amazing film. Easily in my top three. You're up, buddy. Okay, so second uh, second of the top. Uh, you'll see that I've got notes because I literally just watched this last night and there was a bunch of stuff that I... It's a lot of notes. Yeah. It's becoming a two-part. Uh, no, 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 because most of the stuff is just quick. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I'm like, the, my movie is Event Horizon, which, again, was around the 95, 96 time period. Yeah, around there. Um, this is literally, I think, the movie... Samuel did Jurassic Park that went into this one. I'm almost certain that this was how it went, but it might have been reversed. I think he might have had In the Mouth of Madness in there. That's right. That's right. He did. I believe he had he that did. in between. He a bunch right away. Yeah. But, uh, for, and I, I said this to Kenneth right away, uh, for me, this was one of the movies where I think this is one of Samuel's best roles. Um, and uh, spoilers all the way through. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck stuff. But the whole premise of this is set in the space and the whole purpose of this was that a ship called the Event Horizon uh, went missing, and then it came back. So this ship, the uh, Lewis and Clark, is sent there with Sam Neill's character, Dr. Weir, who created the ship, to figure out where it went. Because the cover story was the Event Horizon exploded. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we realized that it wasn't the case. Um, and part of the reason it's so interesting is because they they figured out how to uh, travel faster than light, right? And they're right. like, well, it's impossible. But really all it was was, and this is in the movie, so they go, well, time is like this. So what we did was we figured out how to poke a hole here and here and then pull time in on itself. Okay? Yep. And the the way they do it is through the actual core itself. <clears throat> so they go through interdimensional travel. On the maiden voyage, this thing disappears. Through the course of the movie, we find out that this thing went to a dimension that we might as well just call hell. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now the ship is alive, 
knows that the, the whole purpose is to destroy the ship, and it's going to do everything it can to keep the crew from doing it. And it does this by showing everybody it's their deepest, darkest fears and or failings. Okay? Uh, and it's really cool because we have a couple of supporting characters. Lawrence Fishburne, Perry White, mm -hmm. and uh, Sean Pertwee, Alfred. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! I know. Like I, when the movie was starting, I'm going like, "Holy fuck, this is hilarious!" You know. <laughs> so we've got uh, we got Al Grant in this. Like we got a whole geek mode of <laughs> of characters in it. But like um, the one of the things that I like right away is uh, it's it's on a ship in space. So there's that like aliens like claustrophobia. Yep. Which is really cool. Um, anything, and I thought this was kind of funny. A lot of the movies, like especially horror movies, when they do space travel and stuff like that, you ever notice that it's like um, the people that are on these ships going into space are usually like blue-collar workers? Yeah. I always thought that was kind of interesting, like miners or search and rescues. It's never like um, it's never like Star Trek, where this is like their job. Mm -hmm. And they're going out to this, you know, um, <laughs> see new life and <laughs> new civilization, right? <laughs> it's just these like you know, like, oh yeah, you're you're gonna go into space. Well, we'll pay you a ton of money, but and it's like you're a miner. We're gonna send you this ship made of metal that you're not gonna mine anything on. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? And you're, you know, it's nothing glamorous about it, right? Yeah. But uh, so there are jump scares in this. There's quite a bit of them. But rewatching the movie, like I forgot that there was jump scares, and then when they were, and I know like that's a common complaint with horror flicks. But this the biggest jump scare comes when you're like directed by Paul W. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I actually like this wow. movie. Wow! Whoa! Unbelievable! But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah like uh, the jump scares. Oh, I'm not saying I don't like no, it. If a movie has a jump scare, I'm not like. But it was like enough in between. You know yeah. What I mean? um, and like, of course, this is kind of one of those movies where they start to really build the tension, and once they start to, like, even just once the ship sort of wakes up. Mm -hmm. Everything starts to happen. It's just like even just something as simple as having like uh, you know how like in all the big blockbuster movies there's like that wah right oh wah Christopher Nolan effect the Nolan effect wah. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> one they have like this low level like just like a heartbeat so then you kind of pick up on it and then you're just like oh, oh okay and then like they do like a sort of like a pulse every time the core starts to wake up or or even just kind of eyes so to speak and I really feel like that's kind of what it was doing because like um, it's hard to describe the core it's one of those like like two circle things and then it'll like sort of just kind of go up and the lights go on so it's almost like okay I'm up kind of thing yeah. um, but even just the core itself it really looked scary like once they got into the actual core room and they do like this weird like it almost felt organic you know and it was and they show clips of the ship like when they went on the initial voyage and stuff like that but like just the, the design was like just enough where you're like oh this is un unnerving is, is mm. the word and um, like what I really liked with Sam Neill and this is what I was saying like why I feel this is one of his best roles is like so Alan Grant just a nice guy just yeah. a good stoic guy you know what I mean human with hit with Doctor Weir, he starts off 
almost immediately you're like, there's something off about this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though like he was having some of these uh, horrifying visions before he even got on the ship to uh, the Lewis and Clark to buy the Event Horizon, um, there's something off about him. And uh, of course, as you get into the movie, you realize what exactly it is, and really what it is is that that's his baby. You know, yeah, he created this thing. He doesn't want this destroyed. So, and he's the one that gets consumed by it the most, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that's page one. See, you thought <laughs> yeah. it was gonna be that long. You thought it was gonna be that long. But even like the design of the horizon almost looks like a monster. It really does. You know, like it looked like just that scary fish. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sea of stars, right? And I was like. That's one of those ones where I probably noticed it, but it's been like ten years, five, ten years since I've seen it. No, it's been about ten since I watched it. Yeah. So when I watched it again, I was just like, oh, like the light structure looks like teeth. This looks like eyes. This looks like fins. Like it was just really like, oh, okay. So it's the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, this looks like it's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you stay know? on this ship, thanks. <laughs> you know, but even just the uh, the way the ship gets you, like I liked that it was. Um, your deepest, darkest fears get yeah. real. But then they even have like a couple quick shots of the, what it's like in the other dimension. And like just horrifying. But horrifying because the, there's no, like, there's not a lot of CGI, and, and especially in the actual uh, scenes themselves with humans and stuff, there's really no CGI. Yeah. So then when you see, you know, shots of people like tied up with like, almost like barbed wire, you see like the cuts and stuff like that, it is real. It's more real than it would be if it was all just CGI. It's a, it's very Clive Barker-ish. Yes. And yes. I watched Event Horizon before, I actually watched Hellraiser and Clive Barker film. So, watching that, just like, holy fuck. Yeah. And it actually, when I heard people going, oh, it's like a Clive Barker film, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a Clive Barker film, because this is fucked. Yeah, and I mean like... so fucked up. Uh, we're talking about like Clive Barker. This is a perfect time to reference it too, is because like the Hellraiser movies. Um, I never watched the first one. I always I watched the second one and the third one. The second one was crazy awesome, but that was one of those where like they did just a good enough job of being like legit scary, but mm. also had enough gore in there. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, I actually prefer the second Hellraiser to the first, just because I like being able to to see. Where all these things are coming from, and yeah, and I think that's why I never the really first had a very small, low budget feel to it. I think that's why I never really watched the first one either. It's because like and I, I was already like, you watch the part where they ramp everything up, so then it's kind of hard to go back to to that. Like it's not like when you watch, um, I watched Friday the Thirteenth two mm-hmm. before I watched the first one, right? Yeah. So. I had no idea, and I mean, like, you're conditioned that it's Jason. Yeah. So then when you watch the first one, and you realize it's not, that's a great, like, you know, losing out on anything. No. It'd be like watching Friday the 13th 3, and then going to 2. That's how I feel like. They're, the Friday the 13th films are kind of like, they they take place in the same universe, and everybody, they're telling their different stories. So you can watch that second before the first. You can watch the third before the second, like, easily. It's not hard. I actually think the third is probably my favorite out of all of them, to be honest with you. Um, just because I really love the final girl in that film. Uh, I have not seen the third one in forever. Yeah. And I remember when I did watch it, I was 
at that stage where I was kind of like getting tired of that style of horror flick. Yeah. And I was also I was always more of a Freddy and uh, Chucky kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But even like with Chucky, like later on, they started to follow the Freddy route and they got more funny. Hey, they're hilarious now. I just watched Comfy Chucky. I actually tried to watch it, and I shut off because I was like, eh. I enjoyed it. I liked I really her. Enjoyed it. And I liked that they brought back the kid from the first movie, and it's the same actor. That I thought was really cool. It's actually, cool. it's him. I actually thought that was really cool. Um, I will finish it because, I mean, I, I saw all the other ones. Yeah. So I have to. But, like, that one's going to be one where I almost feel like they should just do a hard reboot on it. Really follow closely with the first one, because the first one was like not a horror flick per se. It's it's a slasher thriller. Yeah, you know, with a supernatural bent to it, obviously because yeah. the voodoo aspects. But um, oh, uh, sorry, getting Wait, back to yeah, this guy. yeah, I, I threw you off. That's I'm fine. Sorry. That is my fault. The um, the underlying message too, I thought was kind of neat. Where you have. Like, Lawrence Fishburne is the stoic captain. Yeah. Okay. And he is, just like everyone else, he, he's got a failure that, that eats at his core. The ship is trying to kill him through that. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, ultimately the message is overcome your fear. You know, don't let it kill you. Yeah. So, which I thought was really cool. And I was like, I was like it when, like, you can find a message in a movie, even something as dark as Event Horizon, and it's almost just, it makes it feel better, like, when I rewatch it. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it now because you talked about it. I enjoyed it the first time. I enjoyed it the second time. Yeah. Of course, it's a, it threw me off the first time because I was like, "Yeah, Alan Grant," <laughs> you know, and you're just like, "Whoa!" And seeing yeah. it in the mouth of man, it's like, "Wow, you don't realize that fucking Sam Neill makes some really fucked up movies." Or he signs on to them. Yeah. But uh, um, the uh, the final scene is just bonkers. The whole purpose now, like uh, Doctor Samuel's character, the whole purpose is to take the event horizon and whatever remaining crew members that are still alive and go back to the dimension he went to in the first place. That's his whole purpose. Okay. So I'm like, well, he's he's into the shit now. Like he gouged his eyes out. Like he's like, he's all just fine as fuck. And he that's it. That's his whole purpose. And everyone's just like, Jesus, you know. And they do have like a fight scene, you know, which. When you have a, like a, when your bad guy is like a scientist, and, and then he's throwing like kicks and punches, it kind of throws me, and I'm always, I, sometimes I have to just say, okay, well that's the ship. Yeah. You know, he's possessed by the ship, so now he's, The ship knows martial arts. Yeah, so he can, he can fight better than Lawrence Fishburne, who's yeah. captain of this ship, but uh, <laughs> he's trained, right? But yeah. Regardless, it was just the, it's like, just that whole sort of little dark thing where you just like. Ugh. And then, uh, and then finally, like they, uh, of course, they they kill the Doctor Weir, they kill the ship and everything like that. But the cool part was, is that you get down to white guy, black guy, and a woman. A woman survive. So in the middle of the nineties, <laughs> you have very strange, right? In the middle of the nineties. Yeah, like. I just thought it was so funny. Like, now it's almost like they would beat you over the head with it and just be like, hey, the black guy and the woman, they lived. Yeah. You know, hey, we're not racist or sexist. But, like, uh, what was it? 
Clue C. I oh. don't know, we were both really surprised. LL Cool J lived. That they killed the chick off. Yeah. And LL Cool J lived and uh, Thomas Jane lived. And we were both just like, oh, wow. Oh. Wow, yeah. I thought all three of them were going to get out of there. Yeah. I love that movie, though. It just blew us. My head it's is like, like a shock spin. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, that's one of those movies where I, like, I realize now that I, I, I went too long without watching it. Yeah. You know? And I think I had it in my head that the CGI wasn't as good, so I think that's why I held off, but, like, forcing myself to watch it, and it, and it was, because I was like, oh, no, I thought I'd better do it, because I always <coughs> remember just being, like, legit scared, but also just, like, really liking the story, like, even the concept of punching a hole through space, it was, it's always really cool for a sci-fi guy, and then to have, like, that horror bent on top of that was just, like... I'm a sucker for sci-fi horror. Yeah, I realize that that's kind of, like, kinda like and it's kind of the reason why today, like, some of the, my, my, like, these are my top three, but there's there's at least a couple more that I'll watch more than these top three. And the only reason I kept them off today is because they had that sci-fi to them, and I was just like, I want them. Where do I put it, right? Is it more sci-fi than horror? Yeah, you well, know what I mean? you know, for me, I just kind of went with whatever legit scared me. Yeah, most. like Event Horizon. I really like the most. Event Horizon's horror. Like, it's straight up. Yeah, it's a horror movie with, like, a sci-fi backdrop. That's exactly. All it is, exactly. Know, which is really good. But even, like, movie like... Uh, this is horror, but like Triangle. Okay. Where have you seen that? I do. The I premise to, is. I think it's familiar. I, I might have watched it. Um, what's her name? Rashta Mitchell or whatever. Okay, I think I did see it. She was in the, um, Pitch Black. Yep. Okay. Uh, basically, she ends up like with a group of people like on a big ocean liner. Did see it. Okay. That one uh, could be a sci-fi slasher flick, you know what I mean? But like, uh, that's just because it's timely, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could argue that it's a time loop, but uh, yeah, that is a good pick. Yeah. So that's your. That's two. my second. That's, that's my second. Two. So we now we're we're in the. Now we're number one. Now we're the top. No more confusion. No more confusion. My number one um, is Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, Rob Zombies. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that that's okay. That's okay. So, like, and I'll say this really quickly. Uh, I'm not trying to hog yours, but Rob Zombie is one of those guys where he does gore for the sake of gore. Yeah. And uh, I, certain movies works. Like, House of a Thousand Corpses, horrifying. <clears throat> horrifying. And that's probably why I don't want to watch the Walrus movie. Tusk? Tusk, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was just like, some of those scenes, I was like, my brain literally should not be seen. Kind of fucked up. Tusk. But um, then you see, um, what's the, I can't see it. Uh, the sequel was definitely dangerous. Yes. That was really good. That was amazing. That was really good. Not that scary. Is, that, that was like 100% spin off. Like, the genre just totally switched. Yeah. Like, like you went from this about. horrifying, gory... Yeah, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, gory. Like, yeah, like, just... Texas Chainsaw Massacre times 10. Like, it's yeah. fucked. So, yeah. like, these... Well, I think it was the studio. Killers on the studio road. The studio got in and was like, we'll give you this money and you make this movie. Yeah. But I want to do this. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 Rob. Give me this money. Chill out, man. You make this movie. Yeah. Okay? We watched House of a Thousand Corpses. We're still puking. Mm -hmm. This is the movie you're going to make. Right here. Right here. And, and we, we 
You don't want to think Rob Zombie would literally sell out, but you can still have your dirty white man trailer park boy spin with it. Yeah. But it's gotta be this. And I think after that he went into Halloween. I think he went into Halloween <laughs> and he did And then Halloween two, he did his Halloween two and everything. I'm glad that was the end of it. Um Yeah, his his Halloween I found like Michael Myers was very intimidating and everything. But it was overly disturbing at times. And that's kind of what turned me off from it. Like it was it was a decent a decent yeah. It showed too much, but it was still decent. So it's kind of like when the, like, you feel like it's kind of like uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, where they, they say once yeah, for all, they much into it. <laughs> I didn't need to see an hour of young Michael beating up kids, you know what I mean? Like, brutally yeah. murdering, murdering and shit. Like, he just, like, I didn't need to see that. Like, the first movie is so perfect. Fucked up kid, goes to the asylum, breaks out of the asylum. Comes back to chase down his fucking sister. Yeah. Boom. Like, just, that's it. Simple. I, I, I agree, like, uh, no supernatural stuff. You know, he's yeah. just a crazy guy who just wants to kill his sister. Yeah. And anyone else that's going to get in the way or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Continue. So, I'll, I'll let you take the lead. Like, we've both seen this movie, so it's not like I'm going to, but I'll try to <laughs> Well, no, that's fine, man. That's the whole purpose of this. Um... But Halloween is my favorite. At the same time, it's also one of the horror movies I can watch the least amount of because Michael Myers scares the fuck out of me. I can watch Freddy. I can sleep. I can watch Jason. I can sleep. Michael Myers, I watch more so the first two movies than the sequels, but his white, expressionless mask just burns into my mind. And I will fucking lay awake at night because... Legitimately scares me. He's a it, horrifying horror villain. He's legit scary. Um, yeah, and it's funny because it's just a William Shatner. I know, and it always cracks me up. Yeah, like, and they and they say it too. Like, oh, it's really it's Captain yeah. Kirk, but it's like that doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean Even shit. Knowing that it's Captain Kirk, it's it's worse because it's like you don't know who's underneath it. Mm-hmm. That's part of the part that really scares me is because now you don't know it could be anybody. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. you can take that mask off, and because we've never like they in that movie, we don't see his face. No, and that's kind of another reason why Rob Zombie's version kind of just like broke it all because you never see what's under the mask. This, this is just like yeah. there's there's so much mystery behind it, and that mystery makes him even scarier. You know, like just seeing him stand beside a fence and then duck in, or seeing him stand in the clothesline and the, the sheets are blowing around him, and yeah. breaking through the cloth, like just like he horrifies me. Really does. It's legit, yeah. Like I have to agree. Then um, I'm almost, I'm actually not happy that he pointed it out like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm probably gonna be like, well, tonight I'm not sleeping. Yeah. You know, like, like fourteen beers pass out tonight. And, and it's 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 like I don't have to watch the whole movie either. Like if I just see a snippet, like just a little trailer, or like boom, his mask is in my head, and I mean that's saying a lot because it doesn't really have any jump scares that I can really think of. No, because that it's was, just, that's it, a slasher. That's part of the slasher. Yeah, genre. it's that's knowing like, knowing um, he's there. Yeah. Just seeing a glance of him, just like that, you're just like, oh man, ladies, he's right around that corner. Yeah. And it's, ugh, and it's eerie, like just, yeah. And Jamie Lee Curse is incredible in it. She's so good. So she good. set the standard oh, for Final Girls. Exactly. Uh, I, I love Final Girls. Final Girls in the movie. Like, 
I, I love watching a woman just like, and, and not like, she's just a normal schoolgirl. Yeah. And then she gets this courage and she fights back. I'm not dying today. Right? Yeah. And to me, that's just better than seeing a guy. I, like, I don't know what it is. It's not a sexist though. It's just like, a guy can, you know, seeing a guy fight a guy, it, it could be anything, you know. We get that from action movies all the time. I yeah. see it all the time. That's right. When I see this girl, this young woman, and she's not like, you know, in the army or anything. She doesn't yeah. know fighting. That's right. She's just fighting for her life. Well, and I think part of it, too, is uh, there's that aspect. Of, yeah. But, like, even just, because, like, when they cast guys, even, like, I joke about it right at the beginning when they're, like, the nerdy loser guy. Mm -hmm. They're still, like, underneath the geek shirt, it's, you know, 16 abs, you know. Okay, we know you're rich, Chris. Yeah, I mean. exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, like, it's like uh, Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters, you know, the really nerd indie, right? You're just like, like, yeah, of course you're going to kick the fucking bad guy. Yeah. Whereas, like, she's just a normal schoolgirl, and she just got to that point where she's like, I'm not dying today. Yeah. That's it. You know? And, uh, and, like, that's one of those ones where they even, like, it's, there's a rape allegory in there as well, because you know he's got the knife and he's penetrating her with this knife against her will. Like that's very like forced sex stuff on there, and she's like, "Nope, not today, <laughs> not gonna happen." Yeah. You know, um, and I only reference that because like they actually talk, they've talked about it a bunch of times with that character. But like, I like that she set the template for that, for that sort of like the final girl. Yeah, like there's earlier. Slasher type movie. Well, I mean, I uh, think, there, there's there's well, Psycho. Friday the Thirteenth. That came after. That came after. Halloween was seventy eight. Oh, so maybe yeah. seventy seven, but it was late seventies. All those other slashers didn't come to the eighties. That's right. The only slasher I think that's really ahead of it, besides Psycho, um, is Black Christmas. I believe that's earlier than yes. Halloween. Yes, I think you're right. Which is really fucked up as well. That's another one. Yeah, that's um, really. Uh, Psycho. Psycho. I don't know if like because that's not a final girl though. Cause she doesn't live. Yeah, it's yeah. You know she gets but killed. But slasher. I, I think right. yeah. That was probably the earliest that's, I could earliest I, I could think of. Anyways, yeah, because that was the sixties. That's right. But yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Black Christmas. I always forget about Black Christmas. That's always been one of the ones where I've wanted to watch the yeah. original. Yeah, it's so much better because than the remake. Yeah. Creepier, way creepier. Yeah. Like the guy's voice on the phone is like eerie. But even just like the way those movies are shot too, it's like they're almost shot like in a gritty film to me. Yeah. You know, because it just, ugh, it just feels mm -hmm. dirty. It feels dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you just, love, like you said too, like just the little pop ins with the, uh, Michael, Michael Myers. And you're mm -hmm. just like, <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's, it, it's, it's scary. For multiple reasons, this movie. It's is a very scary. confident first movie, though. If you think about it, like, <laughs> like the the complete lack of jump scares, because those are easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I can just hide in the corner and jump up and scare you, and you're like, "Oh, that scared me." I'm like, "You know, and laugh," yeah. and it's easy. Whereas this is like, like I think part of the reason is I like that there's a constant ramping up of tension, mm -hmm. and then you're just like, "Oh, you know, yeah." Like it's just, and then of course when she like beats him. Mm -hmm. It's just like this huge release. We're like, oh, you did it. Yeah. You but then did she it. does because the body's gone. That's and right. It's like, ho, ho, ho. That's, that's why I think it, it works. I think John Carpenter wrote the sequel, but he didn't direct it. But it's still, it, it still flows nicely into the second. Like, I watched the second 
with the first season. Like, I usually watch them back to back. Yeah. Because it just, it feels like a nice flowing thing. Right. And then you watch the season of The Witch and you're like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? What the fuck? Um, a lot of people love that movie, but I, I watched it. I watched it for the first time last year. Usually I just watched it like a month or two ago. I watched really? it for the first time last year. Fuck. Did not like it at all. I uh, watched Season of the Witch first. Interesting. Because, like, I mean, you know, you're familiar with the character. You know what he is and all this other stuff. But it was just one of those, like, I was renting movies. I saw it. I thought, oh, okay. Halloween. Season of the Witch. Okay. Didn't even read the back or anything. Yeah. Watched the entire movie. And... I watched it a couple times. The first time I, I was disappointed because it wasn't Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So then the second time I watch it, I watch it based on the simple premise that I know it's not a Michael Myers movie. I understand now that they're hoping to do an anthology type of version. Yeah. I watch it again. It's still a fucking terrible movie. It's it's, it's not a good movie. It's it's a it's a gore movie, mm-hmm. and it's not a horror movie. The premise is interesting, but like. I almost feel like because of the anthology stuff, they, they like to do like bad endings where like the heroes lose. Yeah. You know, where I mean, in Halloween, you can do it where like like you said, like she kills Michael Myers, she lives, but then the body's gone, so she still won. Mm-hmm. We just have to wait and see what happens next, right? Yeah. So. Hey, I actually went back and watched the original. Um, the second one was the first one I saw. Okay. Because I was at home with Pink Eye when I was in high school. Which is scary enough as it is. You know, I was watching the Sci Fi Network or whatever, and I watched Halloween 2. And it was horrifying. But then I went back and watched the first one after that, way scarier than the second one. Yeah. Just, ugh, something just unnerving about it. And it takes place in Haddonfield, uh, I believe, Illinois, small town, right? Mm-hmm. And it's scary for us because we live in small town Thunder Bay, That's right? right? So, like, so much of this was like, Jamie Lee didn't know she had this brother, and all of a sudden here's this yeah. fucker coming after trying to kill her. Like I was just like, "Wow, what the hell is all this?" You sibling out there who wants to kill me? I'm in this small town. Like That's right. it, so much of it just hit home, and it's eerie. The score, oh. like that's probably the greatest horror theme of all time. I have to agree. Like it, Friday the Thirteenth comes close second in my career. Well, Friday the Thirteenth, the only thing that really like always jumps out at me is that like. Yeah, that, right away you're like, boom, Friday the 13th. Right. This, ding, ding, like, just like, yeah. even the music creeps me out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really say anything else. Michael Myers, ultimate, ultimate horror villain. Scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, That's my number one. Okay. Right, good choice, by the way, actually. Because, like, Halloween was one of those ones where, like I said, like, I was always more of a Freddy and a Child's Play guy. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those ones where... Like, I was legit scared. Yeah. I wasn't, like... Like, because Child's Play is a suspenseful thriller slasher type of thing. Still, there's it's scary. But it's, it's scary, yeah. It's not, like... Mm-hmm. Like, oof. like, even though, like, you get to the end of that movie and she wins, and then you get to that body thing and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck, you couldn't just kill him. Right. Oh, God. I have to sit through a million movies with this guy. With, it, that's, but, you know, like, Halloween, it feels real. And that's, this is a guy in a jumpsuit with a white mask just stabbing people. That's the people. scariest part. Like, like, and that's Freddy, especially like the first two because they yeah. don't deal with like supernatural elements. supernatural stuff. They don't make him like the, in, the the incarnation of pure evil. It's just he's just literally his focus is I'm going to kill her. That's yeah. it. I'm going to kill anyone who gets in my way, but I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, 
but then later, like, even though I said, like, four and five were two of my favorites as well, um, and that's when we get more into the supernatural stuff, they're still, like, just real enough where I'm still scared that I know the first two are just like, now what's your number one? My number one, um, my number one isn't necessarily a horror flick in the sense that it's uh, it's a body horror flick. Okay. Okay. Which are creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, and it is uh, the fly. Okay. You're talking about David Cronenberg. The David Cronenberg, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, the fly, the remake. Okay. Um, that one, I think. Hit Home for me, and I, I watched this when I was young. Like my mom was uh, trusting enough that she was like, she told the uh, video store like just let them run, whatever. And I came across that simply because Spider, <laughs> you know, this guy gets powers from a radioactive spider. This guy gets powers from a fly. Okay, let's watch this. <laughs> so wrong. And. You know, and it starts off, like, immediately, like, Goldblum is one of those guys that's just weird, period. Mm. And uh, the premise is that Jeff Goldblum's character has created teleportation. So he's got a pod here, he's got a pod here, and now he's uh, he's basically trying to get it so that he can teleport humans um, and then sell it to the government <clears throat> so he can make a lot of cash. And he meets Gina Davis, like, right at the beginning, and she's a reporter. And he basically says, do a story on me. Okay? Well, eventually, within the first little bit, she helps him realize what's going wrong and why he can't actually teleport organic tissue. Mm -hmm. So then uh, he does the teleportation by himself, gets in the pod, and he gets into the pod, a fly comes in, and then takes apart everything that he, that is him and the fly, puts it together, and now from here on out, he's referred to as uh, Rundle Fly. The Rundle Fly. Okay, because Park Rundle, which is his character's name, and Park Fly. And it's from there where uh, he starts to immediately get all the benefits. So he's got increased strength, he's got increased stamina. They show a scene where like, he's banging the shit out of Gina Davis, and she's like, okay, all right, and he's like, I'm going, I'm all set, let's go again, you know, and it seems all hunky-dory, but then you start to see little things, like he's got a really thick patch of hair on the back of him, and he's like, I don't know what the hell that is, you start to see bits of his face start to look like he's got pox, and this is where it gets uh, scary for me, because it's one of those where, like, if I had the opportunity to get superpowers, why wouldn't I, right? Yeah. You don't see the superhero aspect where he gets these powers and wants to do good, and he's still relatively attractive, because it's not like Peter Parker was ever ugly, mm -hmm. right? But now you see he's slowly turning into a human fly. And it's that's where it starts to get like really like little and there's like even just scenes where he's starting to freak out, like he's getting angrier. Like, he's got all this extra energy, and she's like, I, I, I just can't, so he's like, fuck you then, and he leaves, and he's got all this, he does an arm wrestling thing, and it's still one of the grossest scenes I've ever seen in my life, where he goes to arm wrestle this big huge dude, and splits the guy right here, and it's just, I forgot oh, about that. Oh, that was gross. You know? And then eventually, like, the relationship between her and him 
deteriorates um, because he's becoming more and more grundlefly and he doesn't really understand the changes, so he's just getting crazier, right? So she leaves, and then when you get back to him, and now he's hunched over, his, he's not wearing any clothes now because now he's like almost like he's falling apart essentially. Yeah. Like they show scenes where like his, uh, he's ripping off his fingernails, which is Gross. Just Whenever gross. I see that in the scene, when I, when I see fingernails or eyeballs oh, in a horror movie, you know, and he's just yeah. like, he's, and he's literally like, ugh, and then like the, the special effects in this is like in the like late 80s, and it's, uh, what's the guy's name now? Stan Wright? Stan Wrightson? Oh, I know who you're talking I can't about. remember his name I can't now, remember his name, but yeah. like, just, ugh. It's like it's gross, but it's so realistic, and that's what I'm saying with the no CGI in this movie yeah. at all because they didn't have the technology at that level, mm-hmm. and so you see these changes with him, and it's just getting like scarily grosser and grosser, and he's becoming more and more of a fly. Like even like he's got no teeth, he's vomiting, oh yeah, stomach oh, acid that's gross. to eat stuff, and now she's looking at him like oh, like it's a tragedy case. It went from being like she liked him, possibly loved him. To now being like pity and scared for him, you know, and he's like, he's in, and Goldblum starts off really weird, like he always is, but then as he's becoming more fine, he gets more twitchy, you know, and his eyes are darting, he's like consuming mass amounts of sugar, like all these things, and then eventually, like, he's just got all these weird tics and tweaks and stuff, and then <clears throat> it really takes off where he officially goes nuts and finds out that she's pregnant. I'm gonna spoil the whole movie. I'm gonna literally spoil the whole movie. She <laughs> finds out he finds out that she's pregnant and she wants to have an abortion and he's literally like, get out of here. So now he's looking at it like he no longer wants to continue becoming Grundlefly. So he's going to use that baby to help him get back to what he like his normal. So he's just gonna, you know, like teleport the two of them and then hopefully be reconstituted into what he used to be. And this is where like it's scary because like you see him changing, you see him changing, and that's scary enough as it is. Like, yeah. Just the fact that like your body, the level of special effects is just so real. And even just that point where like it's scary for me because I'm going like he doesn't, he's so far gone that he doesn't realize that if this works, he's going to be like uh, Seth Rundle Junior Davis because I can't remember. Name was so, but it'll be amalgamation of the two. Like he's never ever going to get back to what he was. No, right? And um, you know, her James ex boyfriend is still kind of in the picture, and he's starting to like think things going on. And then it just ends in this final setup where like he's now like his hands have fallen off, and now it's claws, and he's becoming more and more like fly. Like his feet are now just like claws again, and. The final scene where his face just comes off, and it's like, oh yeah, oh, and it's like just so, and that's it. Like you're like, oh, and he's trying to get her in there, and then finally the, the ex boyfriend comes in, uh, and shoots uh, Brundlefly into the teleporter. It goes off. He teleports by himself, and now he's just like a torso essentially. Like he's fucked, and there's that final part where like she's got the shotgun. And she can't do it, and he literally lifts it like claw, like 
just do it. Like he's he realizes that's it. It's mm-hmm. over. And it's just like this build up to like this crazy ending where you're like, oh, and like the special effects. The special effects really help make this movie. The acting helps make this movie. But this is a, like this is the movie where like I could be twenty minutes from the end and I'll still watch it. Yeah. Because I I don't it, I think it's because like I was saying with the Spider Man stuff, it does strike a nerve in me that's like that's the other flip side. Like that's science gone wrong. You know, that's um, male ego gone wrong. Yeah. You know, like you, you have all these benefits, but what about the side side effects? And right. what happens when the side effects outweigh the benefits? You know, and then you're like so into this that you're willing to do anything at all to get back to where you were and it doesn't matter, like the ends justify the means and there's nothing heroic about that. It's just like oh, just everything just ramps up and I'm like, I can't get over how great that movie is. Even though it spawned the worst sequel ever. <laughs> well, Eric just, still said to do something after he was kicked off by his morning. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, uh, I know that you watch the movie, you just assume that after, you know, Rundlefly is killed in it or whatever, that she would have an abortion. Like, literally. Why would you... Have a baby. Why would you even think to have a baby? They had a scene where she dreamed that she gave birth to a larva. Yeah, right. That scene is gross. Ooh. That's so gross. Gross. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, as it stands right now, as a man, I'm never going to be able to give birth to a child, right? Advances modern medicine, we don't know. <laughs> but the second that I have in my head that a like a larva is going to come out of me, I'm like, I'm never no. tie those tubes up. I'm not having a kid. Fuck yeah. that shit. So the fact that that spawned the sequel, and it's just, but yeah, like. Like I said, like the special effects, every stage that he goes through, and then like he gets like crazier and crazier. It's legit, like scary in that sense that like that could be anybody, like mm-hmm. that could happen to anybody. And like I said, like that pursuit of greatness, of what happens and at what cost, like oh, just oh. It's the thing about those old horror movies, like in the eighties and seventies, and like the practical effects before there was CG, yeah. way scarier, way more real. It doesn't take me out of the movie. Like, it's no. easier to, to look at a CGI movie and go, like, well, that was scary, but, like, that's not real. Yeah. Whereas this, like, it's real. Like, it's a costume and it's fake and it's all that stuff, but it's real costumes. It's real fake shit. Yeah, like, like <laughs> bring up Paul W.S. Anderson quickly. I watched Mortal Kombat again, which I loved as a kid, right? The CG is so bad in it now, it takes me right out of the film. I, right out. Like, I think if you would have done Reptile, the practical effects... It would have been way scarier. Well, it would have been, but then you still had the shots of the guys flipping slowly through midair. Yeah, the movie still sucks at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just looking at my list here, like, Trick or Treat and the, the Descent, they're not from the 80s. They're rather recent horror films. Mm-hmm. But they're all practical effects. Yeah. So CG. Yeah. And that, that, I don't know, I love practical effects. So do I. And I mean, like, even The Fly, like, for, for it to be a remake, mm-hmm. you know, which, like, even the original... It's, uh, like, the guy loses, he gets a, a fly head and a fly hand. Yeah. The special effects there are actually really good. Yeah. You know. That time, too. But the premise, I, I, like, I love that they took it and they went, like, they ramped it up, they put it, they set it in the 80s, and they set it in the real world, they made real world applications, like, uh, like Hollow Man. Yes. Which I rewatched and it's terrible. It's so bad. And I, I watched it with Michelle on our honeymoon and she was just like, <laughs> he watched, he watched the, 
Kevin Bacon Hollow Man on your honeymoon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the like, as I'm saying this, I was like, wow, you're the most romantic guy. Good world. thing you were already married at that time. Oh, yeah, well, I locked that down, and then it's like, let's watch a garbage movie. But I mean, like, I remember just being like, and it reminded me of The Fly, because I was like, that is a remake. It doesn't negate the original. It makes you kind of want to see the original, mm-hmm. whereas the Hollow Man one is so fucking terrible. Um, and never mind the CGI. That's one of the aspects that I really took me out of it was the CGI, but the premise and everything about it, like the original, is so much better. And that's not even a great movie to begin with. Yeah. But you know, but that's it. So that's my it's top favorite three. I got my top three. Scariest movie. So mine, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween Trick or Treat: The Descent. That's there right. That's right. Whereas I've got uh, I got The Fly. I've got New Nightmare, and I've got Dead or no. And Horizon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, totally fucked up. Those six movies, watch if you haven't seen them. If you have seen them, let us know down below what you thought of them. Let us know what your top three are. That's right. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to hear top three because, I mean, if I haven't seen it, I'll check it out. And yeah, I'll talk definitely check it out. Because eventually, once we get to, like, episode 500 of a million, we're going to run out of things. Yeah. Here's our top 27 to 30 horror movies. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, you know what? I think we've got, like, more than 30 horror flicks in us, we can even start getting into, like, the, the so bad it's good. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, uh, what is it, Bad Moon? Bad Moon. <laughs> Bad Moon, yep. With, like, the eight-foot-tall muscle man werewolf. <laughs> Ripped. And the kid from Dennis the Menace. That's right. Mason <laughs> yeah. Gamble. Yeah, Mason Gamble. I only remember that yeah. because I watched Bad Moon. I yeah. liked it, but it's a pretty bad It's movie. not a good movie, by any no. means. Um, so that's our Halloween 2017 show. Hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Uh, go follow us on Facebook.com slash GeekPantsMedia. Second Superman shirt. Second. You got Keeping it real. Five more to go? Approximately. <laughs> I, I never know the count. I, I, there, I think there's a couple that I have that are a little bit too short on me. Yeah. But because we've got, we got the table. Here, so I mean. I Might be a little distracted from me seeing your belly revealed the whole show. But. Yeah, just. Especially because the angle, the angle will be like yes. looking at my dick. Right. Just, I'm your, your belly button's just bringing me in. I don't. Okay. Oh, geek pants, eh? Geek pants. Uh, Instagram.com, geek pants media, and Twitter, geek pants media. Uh, Chris, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Very thank much. you, Snake. Where are you? <laughs> Fill up my water, bitch. Well, when in between missions, right? In between. <laughs> He's going to take down the latest Metal Gear. Always eating those fucking delicious pancakes and not telling us about them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. These pancakes are delicious.